0: Because I'm very, uh, I'm very adamant about, uh, I'm very adamant about being myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so uh, I end up just really being myself, you know, within reason. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm myself. I express how I feel. I request what I need to request, and it's 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 kind of necessary for my job since I'm the only one mm-hmm. who's full time out there. So if anything needs to happen over there, I've got to be able to advocate for things, and I'm not. I'm not gonna try to throw my way around and be fake. So I'll just be myself and be like the upfront version of myself. I see you. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm at home though, that's when I start to really let loose.
1: Camille's like a normal girl's name, I guess. Yeah. And that yeah. man is like a badass, like superhero name. It's like a the you know, story's a fun... dumb though. No, but that, man's out... <laughs> that man's right out the Funkadelic universe. As far as oh, I've yeah. been there, is I like a comic book. He's there. Uh Just so I a guess big I... fist for a face. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yeah. I need to pause because uh I had a, a chaotic star. We but we are here, we are joined yeah. this evening. This is a brilliant. Brilliant meeting of the minds. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I have someone who means actually a lot to me. Because that man, oh, I gave it away. Well, you know how, this, how it goes on this show. This guest brought brought this have enjoyed my heart in a sense he, he invited me onto his podcast we'll talk about that in just a moment here with his yeah lovely co-host camille and i just had a really great time with the with the youngins as they say i, I don't have to I'm always rambling like this because i it does mean a lot to me and it's what i have to do i have to speak from the heart and say i am joined on here comes the backlash this evening by the one and only Dap man welcome to the show
0: Hello, hello, hello! I'm clapping <laughs> for myself, <laughs> but I'm especially clapping for you, Poolhouse, because I—it's I, funny. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but you know the guy that used to do What's Left with Amy Therese.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I Oliver,
0: I'm blanking oh, yeah. on his name.
1: Oliver. Oh, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that, that guy. Guy. Oliver. If took a Oliver, he was very mean and he's scared <laughs>
0: I've always yeah. wondered like what their conversations would be outside like during a production meeting or whatever. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. He he had this thing where he was talking about the difference between being compelling and interesting. I don't mm-hmm. believe I'm very compelling. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I am i don't have antics. I, I've got a different kind of charisma from the kind that you have. You're very good at basically performing yourself from what little <laughs> I know of you. You know, obviously I, I would consider you a friend and I really thank I you for absolutely. the heartfelt introduction. <laughs> I was
1: called, but, bro. I would say, well, I, I said before, cuz I was like- Yeah, I, there we go. I could, I will say this. Like, I feel like I could be related to that, man. It's you look like one of my cousins, like many of my cousins, possibly. We, we'll get into the, the DNA of it, uh, later. But yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, OK, OK, maybe. But yeah. So, yeah, you, yeah, of course, a friend. Of course, a friend. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine.
0: But anyway, long story short, he was just ta- kind of talking about how, like, he considers himself interesting. Okay. He has a lot of interests. He gets very into those interests. He observes them. He analyzes them. Mm. But he isn't necessarily always like a player in in the play. Okay. And versus like the compelling person, they it's like they're 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 comfortable in either perspective of like I'm here I'm in it or also I'm observing I'm checking it out and seeing what's up. Huh? Huh? But so anyway, so
1: no, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think that's a fair assessment, but I also think the, where I would. Do, qualify it is that this idea of like the, the play it's kind of to me who just is really good at refining their I guess abilities to do what they're kind of good at I guess or kind of yeah. just uh, lean into themselves maybe you could say and uh the, the show the movie is what you make it so like maybe yeah. the movie looks the, the classic movie maybe looks like a crazy psychotic faggot like myself like <laughs> a, sh- a shock dog <laughs> off the rails just completely going up, up into oblivion you know that is one movie I guess from my perspective but there is the you know Quiet, uh, perhaps intellectual, uh, publisher by day. You know, man funketeer, intergalactic space warrior by night. That's a <laughs> that's a movie too. You know, so it's just yeah. uh, how you do it. That's my my thought.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> I just I do want to plug this for a second, and then you can tell me about how it got started because I just feel like I really had a really good time. I think people should go back and listen to those episodes if they haven't. Do um, you remember like on the show, and I was like. <laughs> I didn't know your name. I know your name yeah. now. I'm not going to say it because it's like, I am going to be really good. And I, uh, uh, you can feel she kept, you know, kind of messing up as I am. Your name must be very, really true because it's yeah. like, I couldn't help but say it. And suddenly I'm doxing, man live on the air. I didn't even know your name before. <laughs> so it's just like, it felt like really, it felt like family, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like what What's, what's Azuda think Pad Posse all about?
0: So yeah, the idea behind the show was, you know, so, We've been friends for eight years now. Uh, We met each other in college. Uh And ever since then, again, like, you know, we've just been good friends. And she ended up moving to another state. And, you know, we would just have these phone calls back and forth every now and then. And there was one night where we were both just like, you know, this would be interesting to someone. (laughs) I don't know if it would necessarily be interesting to everyone, but just some entertainment and some enjoyment. And so we thought, you know, hey, let's just go ahead and do it. And it took a while to get it going. And our backlog is very small of what we've got up there ready to go. We just recorded something the other day. I'm just waiting for a file to, to okay. get it out there. Okay. But anyway, long story short, yeah, Zooted ThinkPad Posse. Uh, I like ThinkPads. I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a low key nerd. Like I, you know, I, I fuck with like the tech stuff, you know?
1: For sure. No, I love it.
0: It's I, like, <laughs> no, nah, go ahead.
1: No, it, was, it gave like 2004 to me, it was giving Y2K for some weird reason. Or like, I would say post Y2K, yeah. like a little bit latter day Y2K, an unexplored era. Actually, I would almost say it, it was giving me something from like the, like a, an untapped world almost. That's why I would say yep. uh, like uh, a nostalgia that didn't even frankly belong to me. I'm very, very old, and so like I don't know why I'm so keyed into the, I guess the zeitgeist. So I was able to channel it a little bit, yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? Where did that come from? Is that kind of what you're doing?
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Is yeah, I mean, you know, I think you know she and I have very different perspectives on a lot of things, but at the end of the day, there's obviously a common value system because we're friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But so you know, because of that, it's I just think it's interesting for us to basically take take the pulse of the moment right now and then also kind of look back and be able to kind of consider our experiences and not in like a, you know, not in like a bodies and spaces kind of way, but, you know, like actually just look back at how you've lived your life, what kinds of things mattered to you. And yeah, that's the thing is, you know, I was beginning to really be cognizant when that kind of post Y2K era was, was happening. So I really love ThinkPads because... I think it's like the ideal design. I'm a total novice on this stuff, but I'm very passionate about industrial design. (laughs) And those computers, they're just so well made. They're so like high functioning because they're produced for business users. You know, they're beautiful. I love that simple. It's minimalism without like, without the artifice, basically. It's just actual real minimalism. So. That's kind of where where I came up with the name. We basically just could not come up with a name for a long time, so I just threw something out there, and we haven't changed it yet. So,
1: man and his zooted ThinkPad posse from Funkadelic Records. It's like in an alternate universe comic book, but now it's in podcast form on this timeline, it. and we are blessed to have it. I think. Yeah. No. I was going to say the only thing is like I do need more like a tick 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 i'm like where's my where's my ztp i'm gonna become <laughs> one of those psychotic uh like academic i'm about to come that in your nightlife That man watch out i'm coming for you because i uh, i do I'm serious <laughs> so i actually think you guys have a great vibe i told you that actually when i just you had uh, reached out and asked me you know invited me on the program and i was like this is yeah great i'll check it out and i was like oh these people like they had such a nice it was a nice chemistry i could tell i think it's genuine i think it's really uh like it's, I want to say earnest. It's such, I don't know why earnest shouldn't be a bad word. It I mean, is, but it
0: is though. Like I, is. I, I think we both are just really, um, yeah, we're just really earnest people. Like I don't think, I, I don't, I don't know how you'd really describe it. I don't know how to describe myself, but like, well, it's like yeah, good, good
1: faith. You guys were talking about things in good faith. It was like, yeah, and for your, uh, like your, your generation, like your, your era, you're like, uh, your reference points. It was like really interesting. It's just saying, like, like, keep doing it, please. And Camille, yeah, Camille what's going on like you, there's a woman involved and there's still like not what's happening no I know, was, I know
0: I know I'm because yeah I'm not it, like no, a social media it. guy I'm not the marketing guy you know so like it's
1: we all need my wife internet. said
0: that she would do it well my producer I I, I know you've producer, got a producer I've got a producer you
1: producers and you yeah. Need to, yeah well okay let's a producer summit because we need to like yeah we need to start creating <laughs> yeah i'm giving you a hard time because it just it's a lot it's hard honestly it's a lot of work is. you know it takes like a fucking shit ton of like time and concentration and yeah i don't, I don't have the best of any of those things like focus or yeah uh, <laughs> not being yeah distracted i guess that's the same thing i don't know it's hard it's a lot of effort <laughs> no one
0: i wouldn't know because again i like everything about your entire, I I mean it when I call what you're doing a media empire and I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to stop sucking your dick like very soon, but like, I I mean, you, you really do have what I consider to be like a a cohesive vision, a cohesive like world. I mean, I feel like I'm in like I I don't know, like a Tolkien kind of thing or something like you really have, you have really built something and cultivated something. And so when I look at what you do, that's why, when I asked you to come on the show, I didn't know if you would even respond, you oh, know, because I, I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm literally like a Twitter anon. Like, I don't have, I'm not connected. No one, I don't really talk, you know? <laughs> no,
1: no. Okay. First of all, man has like a Mamar Gaddafi, Abby. Like, I say Abby <laughs> still sometimes because I'm, I'm old, old, a default photo, whatever. What is your word for that? Like a picture on like Twitter? Like, I, your- I call
0: it like a profile picture.
1: Profile. Yeah, like, like, like a yeah. slang version that you would go to like i don't know like there's like dfp i think that's like default photo i've seen there's their pfp
0: there avi is what people I, said when i was first getting on twitter yeah and so this was when i was in high school so like you know 2010 or so
1: you know is very thinkpad coded actually so i'm gonna say yeah that avi uh yeah your avi is so i love that motherfucker rip and oh yeah he was one of the greatest pop stars we've ever had he didn't put out any records but he was one of the greatest pop yeah. stars, the other and didn't
0: clout chase no clout chasing at all
1: i would say i mean in, in this you know what he, i mean he had to hustle he did have to hustle a little bit yeah with, yeah it, with the west you know there was no clout chasing exactly he was not, a thin line he was not sucking especially obama's dick because oh, or no. michelle's because there was a whole situation where they were like oh my gosh he gave this speech <laughs> i watched he was dropping bombs and i was like oh, yeah. literally like telling about nuclear programs and it, it's real I, I was stunned by the secrets that he divulged and that video is not available on youtube anymore but read oh, of course titles you know anyway my point <laughs> is, sorry i'm going out of control we have to get we have to get back on track he's <laughs> one of the best fucking like superheroes of all time so of course i was going to reach out back to you and i appreciate all your, your your kind words of course i have to be kind of mean a little bit online because people are mean there you have to kind of put up a, it's a little bit what you're doing, right? That's kind of what you're doing a little bit. It's like, uh, uh, it is performative even in real life day to day. Everything is a little bit of a, you channeling yourself. You know, it's just yeah. what you're it's what we're all doing. But yes, you're, you're totally right in capturing that. But I, of course, would reach out and people do reach out.
0: And I mean, you're you're doing you're doing a real thing. Uh, you know, I'm not going to like I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and be like, oh, yeah, you've got like the stature of like Joe Rogan or whatever. Oh, but like please, that's Joe totally Rogan. But like you're doing something. I mean, what you're doing. What, that's not the, the avenue for that anyway. And all sorts please. of success, including financial, could come without it looking like that thank you so anyway i mean that's the thing is i just kind of knew like this is somebody i need to i need to get in this world i need to see like what's this person what's going on over here
1: <laughs> what the fuck I, is
0: I, 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 I can't get enough <laughs> i need more but love
1: it oh my gosh well Dadman, i so appreciate that yeah the words i've like thought of and i was thinking of man were like industrious and curious and like immediately upon seeing man was like boom i was like i Knew I was going to be fine. I was like, damn, it's that man. <laughs> um, but DM, D- DM I got to ask you a question first, though, because we're bringing it back. It was mentioned on Thoughts and Prayers recently, and I kind of haven't done this so well. But you are an old school, uh, here comes the backlash, HCTB fan, right? So yes. uh, I have to ask you, um, where were you on
0: 9-11? I was so glad to see that you wanted to broach this topic because I was wondering if they got to you. I was wondering, like, okay, wait, like, is pool house, like, do we have the clone? My mom thinks everybody's a clone. She thinks (laughs) they should tell clones. And I'm convinced of it at this point. But I was like, wait, is this the pool house clone? Mm -hmm. And, like, this is a Mm -hmm. good clone if it is. But, yeah, yeah, no, I was wondering what happened to this. So, 9-11, I was in either, again, this just shows you how young I am relatively, but, like, either (laughs) kindergarten or first grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad was actually in New York at the time. He didn't live there, but he was up there. Wow. He would go back and forth oh. for work and stuff.
1: Okay.
0: And uh yeah, I mean it was like it was kind of scary because I knew he was in New York, you know. Um, but uh yeah, anyway, yeah, I was in school, they let us out early. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. and I if you need the actual proof of that, I can get Miss Edwards if she's not dead yet. I can get Miss Edwards. To okay, I was gonna say, I promise
1: I did not. I, I do know that you are a practicing like Muslim, and I promise you, I did not bring the question back just because. <laughs> I had, I did it. I promise that is, is complete coincidence. I just have it now. I was like, oh shit. I was not paid by the FBI to do this. I promise. <laughs> what, what you, yeah, to jam me up. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no. First of all, there is a clone. There's some other pool house running around on the timeline. There's two. I don't, there's a clone. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even, this other person. Anyway, and then there's like, yeah, there's just this timeline shit going on. For a while, we weren't doing it. Now we're doing it again. That's just how it goes, you know, orange, orange okay. vibe shift, you know. Um, so I believe you. I, I, I totally. Don't. I'm not no proof of fire, Devin. I don't think he did. I know. That, I don't, I, I, no. Hey,
0: I don't even trust myself sometimes. So don't. Hey, stay woke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I mean, what the Freemasons have done to me. Like, you forget. The, you just forget things sometimes. So I could have done it. I don't know. I, I told everyone I slept through it. What if I did it? <laughs> That's a good point. I, I never thought of it. Um, like Devin, what should we know about you, just as a person? As like a yeah, uh, who you are with, uh, and like where have you been, and how'd you get there? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that man as a name actually came from. So we were talking a little earlier. This may be exposing too much based on how people expose. I don't give a shit. I'm a black guy. Um, I'm and I think we'll talk about it a little more. I'm I'm very mixed up and stuff, but I'm, I'm just a black guy. I like also like the podcast that really got me into it past. Just listening to dumb, like awful NPR shit was getting into Joe Budden's podcast. And, you know, for those who don't remember, he's the pump it up guy. Pump, pump, pump it up. He's that guy. But so I love listening to his show. And anyway, there was one time on the show where he said something hilarious where he was just talking about like people who are who are just like overly enthusiastic about ADAPT where like they'll walk up and they've got all sorts of like crazy shit they'll do. They'll do like a crazy long hug and like try to do some other shit. And then, you know, like you remember people used to, cause they used to call it, they I forget what they called it, but like a a fist pound or something like that. fist 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 tap, yeah, fist pump. And then they would do the thing where they would blow it up. Yes. and so he was like joking about the blow up you know never had any blows, so. <laughs> but Sorry. I thought it was so funny that I just put that as my name and it stuck but uh, so yeah like I said I'm just a guy you know I love music I love chilling and hanging out um and I don't know I've played music my whole life my dad's in the music industry um so it's just always been a part of my thing who I am you know um and anyway, yeah. So, you know, my parents also are very interesting people. And I need you to interview my mom for sure. OK. I I don't know if you want to. I'm just I'm <laughs> saying that it needs to happen because my mom is just like the funniest person in the world. Like I I just like think of stuff that my mom has said and just like die laughing. <laughs> but it's like it's like funny because it's real. Like she's just a really real, like real ass new age, like Gen X type person, you know. But so anyway, so I was raised by her. My dad's a Rastafarian. So those two people are kind of what led to me. And that's why it's very, it's like almost impossible to figure out for me even like what's going on with me. It's why I don't really like smoking weed anymore because I have these like these crises, like existential crises where I'm like, okay, you know, like do I need to get it on track and be something easily identifiable or whatever? But anyway, yeah. So that's where I come from, Um, you know, grew up and I've always been, I've always basically been a contrarian and been a little, I don't listen to shit that people just tell me to do or tell me to think. And you know, and my dad always said like, the the key to doing this is like, you learn what they tell you to learn, but like, you, you still have to basically like, don't take their word for it. Learn the real thing you need to learn, but know what they want you to know so you are aware and so that you know how to operate in this world. Yeah.
1: Actually, what you did inspire me. Like Spendia Williams told me to talk to you this weekend, a classic. I love her. Love Spendy. She her mom sounded pretty cool. Josh uh allude. I don't know, maybe should I do a mom's panel? Moms in like based, like not originally based, but maybe based kids, like with originally based parents, kind yeah. of like round table I- discussion.
0: I love that idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna think about this one. I need this in general, like Media. I'm like, Wait, <laughs> uh, it does sound like you were you were set for uh, success. I'm sorry that you feel like you have to say that. Like some people may not like, like you're saying that you're a black man, and I feel like that is partially my fault. It's like as oh. a as a shock shock. But I would say like that man is a base to, like bleep I would say. You know yeah. what I mean? like, absolutely games, Like we 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 cool people here. You know, that's what I'm saying. I got roots is all I'm saying. You know, I'm not gonna claim to be black. I think that would be a little bit too far, but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not that's all I'm gonna say. No. Uh you know what I'm saying what, what did
0: Trump call her like uh what, what did he call Elizabeth Warren? <laughs>
1: Pocahontas Pocahontas, Pocahontas. So that's, <laughs> yeah, was, it, people have heard of, I think everyone's familiar with uh, like red bone, uh, uh, record, um, by, <laughs> uh, the, the Childish Gambino one, I think can, I could only think of Donald Glover, but I was like, what's his, yeah, it's Childish Gambino. <laughs> right. Okay. I could not think of the name of this artist. Um, and honestly, there's <laughs> got this image of that, the America song, that he did with the video with the oh. shoot, which was a, a striking piece of art, striking piece of art. I, haunted by it. Sometimes things that you don't like and you're kind of even not repulsed by even, you have to give a little bit of credit to because... Whew, it's impactful. Yeah. It was impactful. Um, so yeah, but that song, Red Bone, it's like, there's a red bone, then you have like a yellow bone. A lot of yeah. people don't know about yellow bone and maybe even like other lighter bones. Like maybe there's a salmon bone. We don't know. There might be like <laughs> slightly lighter bones and I am a bone collector. You know, uh, that's all I'll say. Art well. all the, you all know, the topic for the moment. Um, but damn man this isn't really about me i want to know about you like you like so you have this like kind of base parents so you're like your parents seem very like wise and cool um uh, but yeah. you told me like before that you like kind of had more of a like i'll say progressive maybe marxist whatever mm-hmm. your heart took you in a different path but let's put it that way and you're yeah. kind of like trying to explore you're kind of exploring the world and who you were and how the world worked and you did things differently i guess i will say you did things in one way before and now you're kind of i think still following your heart and just kind of applying it in a different way. And I say that up front because I feel like a lot of times when people tell me these stories, they feel like they I feel like almost a little ashamed. I'm like, no one yeah. should feel ashamed about what they ever like did if they did it for the right reasons. Like if you, even yeah, if you joined a cult, you joined a cult or whatever that happens to people, there's people like you know, there's, these all, kinds happen. there's all kinds <laughs> yeah. of outcomes. Things happen and people do sometimes the wrong things for the right reasons. And I wouldn't say wrong things, you know, but tell me a little bit about like how that uh, where you were before, I guess, and how that came about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was raised by people who are who are like old versions of kind of what is now, I guess, progressive. Um, And so, you know, I was raised to basically think about things from the class perspective, but then also consider the demo groups within that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a very confused sort of person when it came to the outlook on everything. I was raised in like, you know, a spiritual way in the way that's, that my parents were, but not. it's still a very secular American kind of like approach to, to spirituality. Then, you know, it's like one minute, I'd be gung-ho for whatever I believed. And then the next minute, I'm just poo-pooing it for whatever reason because, you know, it seemed cool to, you know, like the title the of the creator and all that shit, like fuck God or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I was back and forth. And like with the, the political stuff, it was the same thing. So yeah. my, one of my aunts does a lot of political organizing kind of stuff for unions. Um, so I basically got involved through essentially through force and through like, you know, having yes. The, the ability to make some money as a teenager thrown into my face. But again, I did believe in it, too. And so I did a lot of like campaign work for Democrats, basically. Um, the, the first year that I really got started with that stuff was the well, yeah, it was like the Obama campaign, the first one. So right. I was like doing like door knocking, you know, text bank or phone banking at that time and all that kind of stuff. But That's I still a- believed myself to be like a Maoist. And again, okay. I read some of this stuff considering so did Obama, by the way, can I just say so did Obama. Yeah, that, <laughs> so that's,
1: that's, that's a
0: very good point.
1: <laughs> but but
0: I, sorry, I, I didn't sorry. I didn't do it to impress. What did he say? Like the cigarettes? Smoking the oh, like goths or whatever, he wanted a big city goth.
1: So, I hated Obama that I was it wasn't cool to not like oh, let me just put that out there. But I will say that I think it's cool that you were that was a sore campaign. Like, there, the effort was admirable, it's insane propaganda. Like, everything was just like full till. It was the only campaign I would say of the last 20 years where I feel like young people have a bad any, yeah, quote, 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 you know, whatsoever in that process. So, good, for, I actually say good for you.
0: Yeah, thanks. So, but so, yeah, you know, that that was kind of the thing I was on as the years went on. You know, I, I grew grew a little more, but still like being a minor, you know, I, that process continued to happen. And I just kind of basically gotten got, got to be more cemented in how I felt. But like I kind of diverted and, you know, to a certain extent, it's very easy to see a path from Maoism to being a libtard. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of it's one of the key strains in like the lineage for that. So, you know, it makes sense. But so I, I started as the social justice stuff became more of a thing. I started to, you know, at the end of the day, my thing has always been I think everyone should be left alone to a certain extent. But I also think that everyone should have some kind of basic foundation to operate from and so that's always been my thing is basically you know I'm a true like liberal like I do believe in in liberal ideals of you know liberty uh, you know free speech you know all all these kinds of things matter to me and so you know so that was basically that, that was my path through that point and so I ended up getting into the woke stuff I never really was like I never I tolerated I tolerated it but vocally supported it and then I don't know, things started getting crazy. So this is where I met Camille is because we ended up we I think we've said it on the show, so I can say it publicly, but we met each other at the university at UNC Asheville. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's it's, you know, the proximity to like Black Mountain College and stuff. It's an area where interesting stuff tends to happen. And a lot of new ideas for better or worse tend to be tend to come about early, you know. And so, yeah, I started to see a lot of I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, just in, as, as, this is uh, North Carolina, right? Is that yes, where the, yeah. the university is? Because in I guess for people on like, the West Coast, it's part of the South, right? It's a part of the current, yeah. I mean, this is my assessment of it. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Like almost with the uh, intellectual South. It's part of the, this uh, island network almost. So I would say if like... Uh, college towns almost like even they're, they're conservative still to a degree where they're also more liberal and they are kind of even, yeah, they're, they're the secret agents working inside the Confederacy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, like, is there a, uh, it's something that you remember from uh, like that era that was like was fucking weird. And then like, it became oh. really dream.
0: <laughs> so much stuff. So much stuff. I, I, I almost feel, you know, I, I like this person we haven't spoken in years, but you know, <laughs> these things you have to share these moments when you, so when curious. You, you know, and I'm so, so Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I even asked. though I'm not na- I wouldn't name the name. I just I don't even I feel so bad even saying it, but I got to yeah. say it. <laughs> but so so I had a friend who uh, who was out there and uh, was involved in like storytelling of a certain variety. And one of the stories that they had basically told was about, uh, you know, like gender stuff, trans stuff. It was basically like a puff piece giving awareness to like some stuff that the, what I what's it called? The GSA, but like there, because it was there, it was like all the other, uh you know, the acronym was huge, yes back, like back in like 2014, the acronym was huge, <laughs> you know? And so like, that was it. Like, it was just a really basic story that if you ha- could read anything into it, it was very, very supportive of them. This friend of mine was like bisexual. Uh, you know, I mean, he was just like like there's there would be no issue, but they there was some little nitpicky thing that he said, a word or something, maybe even a tone that they inferred from it or something. And they got pissed at him. And so, you know, we were just talking and he was telling me about his experience dealing with these like these like trans nut jobs like coming after him. And I was just like, yeah, you know and I mean? It's crazy because we had had a conversation at one point where he said that he was he had been thinking about some gender stuff himself. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, especially considering who you are, I, I thought I was just like being I thought I was being normal. I was just trying to be supportive. Will you know, two days later, all of a sudden he started doing some different shit. He was no longer he he made a big Facebook post. Hey, guys, just want to let you know uh, there's something different about me now. <laughs> and so like this, this is still going. That was eight years ago. This process is ongoing. He's still he's still doing that. I'll just put it that way.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. I now,
0: Like, I didn't mean to create this monster. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs)
1: Doesn't it feel like I mean, yeah, like, doesn't it feel it's like in the air? I guess it's hard for people maybe who aren't from that. It was even weird for me coming from a Bay Area like background, right? It's like a liberal quote unquote blue state. It was, But it was definitely more conservative then. But like, going into a place like where I went to, it was like, whoa, I didn't know about Marxism. Like I wasn't like, you, even, yeah. it was like people were like, oh, California. It was not uh, California. still, yet quite in the public school <laughs> system. Like we like learn liberal values, right? We learn the classical, right, right. A, a, very, a really, really cheap, horrible version. I got like the dumbest education public school all the way in California could not be uh, less, better education. See, I can't even use, do a sentence. It's really embarrassing for California, and it was like a shock. I still have the critical theory so I still always I vibe with because it's like, oh, it's interesting. I, I like yeah. to hear people's thoughts. People shouldn't be like afraid of things because it's published by like an academic or like or like a, even a Marxist academic. I'm I'm reading Doctor Wilhelm Reich's book right now, which is. Fucking- insane as a communist, like openly, but and, and a, a student of Freud, but he's fascinating, right? We just have to, you, you, you have to be a little bit more uh, open-minded. I don't know, what was your experience, like, yeah, getting into that? Like, were you, do you identify a Marxist at some point? Like, how did that, like, how did that vibe, how that work out?
0: I mean, I, I'll say I still identify as a Marxist in the sense that, like, my, my, my perspective on where we are and how we got here is still pretty much the same hmm. it's just my read on what's happening right now and where we should go in the future is very different i think hmm. um but yeah i mean yeah so you know i had some familiarity with this stuff i'd read some of you know like i had read like a little lenin i'd read a little marks no i'm i'm please don't ask me any specific questions about <laughs> any of that stuff but yeah. I, I was into it a little bit but yeah i got there got to school and a lot of people though I believe a little less well-read than me on this, a lot of people did claim it as well. So at first, it's like you come into this place, it's in the mountains, it's this beautiful place. Like there's some supernatural stuff going on over there. I believe that's why it's like a heat point on like a heat map. Like it's a a very particular point, you know. Um, And that's why I believe people who hate life like to zoom in on places like this is because it's like this is basically closing a portal. My mom's always said this about like the Middle East, like there's basically like portals there a and portal. like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's
0: a like, like 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 very portals that would give us and our species a lot of information if we could travel freely through them. You know, and that's why they want to make it so fucked up and why like they don't want people to be able to be there and enjoy not only just like the metaphysical riches, but also just this is where a lot of early civilization happened. Like it would be great for us to be able to take in, you know, speaking of Libya, I mean, the stuff that they did where where they they basically destroyed like all of these, these uh, like these museums, these libraries that, you know, that just carried like amazing history. They just destroyed them. You know, people. I anyway. I'm rambling, but yeah, that was
1: yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the only I was just, the only bad thing I can see so far that the Taliban's done is they they blew up these statues like in the 90s, right before the 9/11. Actually, like there was these old Buddha statues from like the like kind of like Vedic era or whatever. Uh, they're huge, carved in the mountain. They like destroyed those, you know, and like that's a. I think that's a demerit, but. Uh, other than that, like, I honestly, I, you know, this is not a pro Taliban podcast. We're, we're neutral or <laughs> open to diplomacy. But yeah, yeah. that's all I think the only thing really that I could see. But I, yeah, I feel you. Like it's like this weird. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know, we were talking about destroying those statues. But when you said that, I really I know.
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, I will I will it. take you in a million directions. You but see? to actually like yeah. succinctly answer your question. Yeah, yeah you. it was just like, you know, I showed up and it was a place that, again, has a lot of activity in it. And so, you know, interesting people, people who never felt like they fit in in other places, found a place to fit in there. And I was one of those people. Um, But, yeah, I just started seeing weird shit and people just acting weird. And like I couldn't get down with certain things anymore. Like you said, it's like something in the air. There's something that's like that that makes people just want to do the most, basically, in these places. You know, you're kind of out competing people to be the best person. But the ways that you show yourself to be the best person are like, yeah, like starting protests and mm-hmm. copying hist- historical figures that you don't really understand and, you know, all these sorts of things. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. thankfully, unthankfully, whatever, I ended up running out of money. It's an expensive place to live in. And so I ended up having to move somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But so really I ended up moving awesome, somewhere else.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not. College towns, exactly where they're, no matter where it is, they're way more expensive than anywhere else. Like, yeah. And it's like,
0: okay, this isn't even a place like geographically, there is not there's not room for there to be an opportunity here. So it's it's just gonna suck if if everyone has to leave.
1: Hmm. it's so true about many many college towns like, and you just like i wonder if it's on ley lines we should get like uh one of those maps where it shows all the like things our whole country's basically on like ancient like murray and burial ground or whatever it's like a fucking yeah. wild place to live so i totally believe you and that's why i actually think that i kind of get conspiratorial and think sometimes these like deep Agents within the academic structure, these deep thinkers are like exploiting that. And they're like sent there. It's a really insidious, I think, ideology in many ways. There is this kind of like element of... I didn't say like mind control or social engineering that comes through academic institutions. I think they go to these places because of the energy centers in a way they're kind of like exploiting it. a place like San Francisco, you know, like uh, explosion of, of love. It can also be kind of weaponized for radicalism or like, I don't even know what to say, like dystopian decay. There's yeah. like a lot of harnessing, I feel like, of these energies in places. And so it shapes... The world around it, but I don't feel I don't feel like they're bad places. You know, what I think mean? once people like man are in charge of like their own energy centers and their or <laughs> their local neighborhoods and where they live, things will be, of course, much better. Um, I don't know. God Datman. willing,
0: <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Um, they. Uh, they never run out of things, right? It's a it's a monster that constantly needs to be fed. It's like the movie Little Shop of Horrors. If anyone's ever seen that, that's great, oh, yeah. great <laughs> It's Like the, the plant needs to be fed, so it never stops. And so you have to constantly like cancel people and tear down statues and like queer things and everything. It's like a, a book, a table suddenly becomes problematic at some point because you just, like every single object has to become like a uh, tackle <laughs> because you're gonna run out of things, and it just starts eating itself but like it eats the world in the process you know like that's my perspective I'm not characterizing that perspective here but like how did you start to feel like way differently about how you felt you know before
0: yeah I mean um basically what what really changed it was just generally moving back to an area that's closer to where I'd come from prior to getting there um just really helped me reconnect with a lot of my values and principles that I had just come kind of from you know being raised and coming of age and stuff um but like that's just kind of still again generally how i'm moving in a direction but the like what the basically the inciting incident was i started working in a capacity where i dealt with uh with the dregs of society daily um and it's very hard to pretend that these people are noble when you see them every day and see the behavior that they exhibit and see how they don't take any accountability for I'm, I'm speaking about like the homeless M- most of our pay most of our customers were you know like just showing up to just do stuff but we had some customers that they woke up every day with the intention of destroying something of harming someone of causing a ruckus of blaming someone basically every day was I'm ready to play the blame game and I just like I, I I I did I couldn't have any of this, and I started just really seeing like I tried so hard to 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 ignore what's right in front of me, and finally I just couldn't do it anymore, and this was kind of going into a crescendo right when COVID hit, and so once the COVID shit started happening, you know, I like for many people, obviously, like a lot of people who have come on the show before me it was a similar thing where COVID really was just kind of that like line in the sand, like what way will you go? You know? And so like, for me, it was at the very beginning, you know, it was some, it was some new shit, like some, you know, they dropped a new virus. <laughs> like I didn't know what was going on. And so at first I was like, okay, yeah. Like, so I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't think I'm going to die. I don't think I'll even really get that sick if I get it. Um, Cause I'm not old or fat, you know? <laughs> uh, Right. right. You know, uh, I started seeing people here and there wearing the masks. This was probably like right before when they shut everything down. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't think I don't I'm not afraid. And I and i had done research and I saw like the masks because I was looking for like woven masks. And I had seen like they don't work. I knew this from the outset, but I was yeah. like, you know, I just want to like basically be nice and let people know I care. So I'm going to go ahead and order me and my wife a mask just so we just like have something, you know? Um, So at the very beginning, I was like, I was buying into things. I did believe in lockdowns, like for an embarrassing amount of time, Um, not past 2020, but like deep into 2020, I was still believing it. And yeah, I mean, I just, I started seeing like, it just wasn't that big of a deal. And I will say this, like for everybody who is a doubter of, of, of the ladies, My wife knew that this was bullshit from the outset. It was the same with the Jesse Smollett thing. Like when the Jesse Smollett story came out. (laughs) Yeah. When it came out, she was like, this is bullshit. Like that morning. I hadn't (laughs) even seen it yet. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started seeing it. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to read into this and see what's up. I came back home later that day. I was like, yeah, this is bullshit. (laughs) And like the turnaround was slower than I'd like. But same thing with the COVID thing. You took each of the time to do
1: it. That's what's really important. You did the work. Right. It, i did and I,
0: <laughs> I i learned some hard hard lessons for real because
1: i i thank god you you did like most of the media who championed for like weeks no lesson zero lessons no mm. reflection so good on you <laughs>
0: thank you thank you but yeah so you know the covid thing happened long story short uh once they started talking about vaccines i was like nah i don't have you know previously i hadn't had any issues with vaccines yeah. like you know I, I grew up not eating pork. So like if there was gelatin in a vaccine, my mom would say like, I don't give my kids these vaccines basically, yeah. but outside it. So I was at least like open to the idea of resisting the psyop of the vaccine.
1: <laughs> that's, that's
0: good. Yeah. But so when they came out with the vaccine, I was like, nah, they told me this is going to take two years and they've already got it. I was like, no, nah, this is bullshit. What are they putting in me?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I had all these same thoughts. It was a different situation, but I still did do it. Exactly. And that, the creeping feeling is it was And yeah, that creeping feeling of like, what the fuck? And it was like, what what the fuck? I mean, obviously, that's what the J&J one was for. It was like these like weak people like me who are like completely... And me. I no. got that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <spoil it>. um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, like, oh my gosh. This is really weird. I have a theory that it's like all one. Well, we don't to talk about this. Like, one lot number. I looked on my CDC card. I knew the like little number, you know? <laughs> but, like, uh, Youngest woman, like, shout out youngest woman. I don't think she listens to this podcast, but she's cool. Nicole from uh, Twitter slash X. I had posted her a CDC card once. So I happened to see it and I was like, Holy shit, like that's the same lot as mine. I got mine actually in New York State. Hers was probably like in the, I think she's in the Midwest or something, you know? So I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, wow, we have the same lot number. <laughs> it actually made me feel better because like my lot number really bad thing i'm you know look up website did not look good for me it was a a, a bleak it it was a bleak but then it made me feel better to think oh maybe it was all one lot distributed so those numbers are actually like that's like the whole of the j&j is that one so it's actually like way lower so i was like back on you numbers (laughs) there we go
0: that that was see that was my hope because you know my job i started seeing the writing on the wall and i gave in I didn't fully resist the PSYOP. It got me a little bit. Like, (laughs) because my job, you know, I I got my job and it was the most money I'd ever made in my life. I didn't want to lose this because, you know, so I was like, okay.
1: You got got this during COVID, right? This job you got, like, so like, was it prior to the vaccine rollout? uh, It was after, it was after.
0: So I didn't get the vaccine until summer 2021.
1: Because that
0: was when they were starting to, I think that was when they had told you you can take the mask off, but then they brought it back or something. And so, like, that was when I was like, oh shit, okay, they're trying to do this again. Okay, I don't want mRNA. So let me just go J and J and no mRNA, just J and and J.
1: What's like to say back in the day, (laughs) back in my day, you're a young man, you maybe don't remember this, but back in my day, we used to say J and J one and done. (laughs) So it was like, oh, it's just one instead of two, and then you're done or whatever, I guess. That's what people would say, but then like it wasn't really because then as soon as I got mine, everyone's like, now you need to go get the mRNA one. You got the J and J, it was, uh, or you got this job, and it was kind of like happening. Yes, summer was. Also, when they started doing like booster talk, I remember because I right. was like thick pit in my stomach. I was like, "Oh fucking these people are crazy." I was like, "Oh fuck, like they're, they're serious. Crazy. They're dead serious." Yeah, I was like, "Oh fuck, they're crazy, crazy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really scared. I was like, honestly, very like, "Oh shit." I, was, I remember where I was when I heard the word booster. That's how fucking like traumatizing it was. Because at my mother in law's house, I heard it on the MSNBC that's like constantly mm. running in the background, and I was like. Oh, that's, and I was like, went to the bathroom and I was like, shit, shaking. I was like, oh, shit. Anyway. Uh, no, that,
0: that was, that was when I really was like, okay, this is enough. Yeah. Cause yeah, I got, I got, I got that one shot. They told me I'd only needed that. They were coming out with the booster, but they told me I only needed this. I got it. I like sacrificed my body for an experimental drug. Okay. Whatever. Then you start telling people that they need the booster. And again, my job was a little late with trying to do that, even though they never did it. But so I was like, okay, that's it. This is this is enough. I can't do this anymore. And so I started basically like digging in, trying to figure out what's up with all this stuff. And, you know, again, it's like, you know, hey, I'm a big media like consumer. So, you know, this is I had already been souring on on the Chapo Trap House stuff for a while. I had been souring, you know, I wasn't on Facebook anymore, so I wasn't in the leftist groups anymore. <laughs> you know, like, For sure, everything no, I mean, was moving in this direction.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were but, getting worse, Tapo, especially. Like, it's so funny. Oh, it was, it was awful. Because like, I would, like, listen. I like Matt Crispin a little bit. Like, I thought he was, I'll admit, I thought he was funny. Yeah, that whole show got so bad. It was, like, and it was weird. Awful. It was, like, oh, you're not, like, not just, like, getting bad, but you're, like, going backwards against, Yeah. Like, what we're saying, like, a month ago, basically. It was weird. It was, it was really
0: weird. And I started seeing like, oh, my God, like everything is just I can't do this, basically. So I started doing the research. I started. Yeah. You know, I'm not a science guy, but I started figuring things out and seeing what was what. And it just kind of again, it along with this process that preceded covid, everything was just moving in a direction where I was like, I can't listen to any of these people, which wasn't new information. I was just going back to, like I said, from what my dad told me, I was just going back to like old shit that I had been taught when I was a kid but I basically got wrapped up. I, you know, I come from like humble means. um, But I ended up getting wrapped up in this kind of professional world, this higher education world and started buying into things. And I was like, wait, I'm like leaving my roots. Like I need to go back to what's really real, you know? And so basically here we are now is, yeah, I'm here. uh, And I'm loving it. Like I'm having a killer time, just basically being able to not feel like I'm a slave to anybody, you know?
1: I, oh my gosh. Damn it. Adapt, man. Your story resonates with me in many, many ways. And maybe we're not like perfectly saved or whatever. I don't know what will happen in the future, but I feel like we're in a better timeline and a lot of other people are. And I feel like God willing everything, you know, many blessings upon us, but like you, you never, you, you know, you just take it one day at a time. But there's some people who are like in like a different turn, like a weird, like, title where they don't think about days at all. It's like, and everything. It's kind of just like a weird, like, yes, sir, yes, sir, like, current thing. Like, kind of They're
0: zombies, dude. Like, they're zombies. It's It's so bizarre. And at my job, so I I told you earlier, I I work in higher education.
1: Sure, yes, yes, yes.
0: So I'm in the belly of the beast. I'm in a particular, like, segment of higher education where DEI is, like, God. Like, more so than anywhere else, you know? And so... (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, I'm dealing with this stuff. I'm, you know, and then people, you know, it's like people are always talking about vaccines. People were harassing like students and stuff, like bothering students, telling them they need to wear masks, getting mad and telling them just because you have a straw with a cup doesn't mean that you're allowed to take your, you know, all this like dumb shit. Like it was just power trip. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Because so many of my my colleagues didn't even do jobs where they had to be near the students. They just happened to pass by them every now and then to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So it was especially offensive to me because I'm like bottom end of the totem pole. I'm around people all day and I didn't give a shit again. You know, obviously I was sympathetic to this uh, to this perspective they had. But still, I didn't give a shit even if I if I didn't want to be around them. Just walk away. That's it. It's that simple. So yeah, like I, I was just like, what the hell? Like people are even bigger cowards and like zombies than I thought. Like it was, it was, it was legitimately like really scary and really like soul crushing to see how people would just buy into anything.
1: Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And it was like a, that was a whole. Everything was mind games. Like you were saying that they never actually implemented this like policy, you know, whatever. Like yeah. they, they implied so much of this shit. Yeah,
0: like when when all this first started and all the lockdowns were happening. You know, I I had colleagues at my previous job, the one where I kind of started to see things a bit more. um, And they would just like, they would send these deranged, what I thought at the time at least was deranged, but it was deranged to maybe not end up being deranged at some point through all of this. But sending these weird emails to everyone in the entire institution, like, hey, like, I'm freaking out. I miss you guys. (laughs) Like, it was like really weird shit. But again, I mean, yeah, like it's not natural to make people not be around the people that they used to see every day. It's not natural to tell people they're not allowed to see their family and that their family's better off dying alone than dying with them. Like that stuff's not normal. So, yeah. yeah. And again, a, a lot of work was not actually being done, even though people were getting paid to do it. And hey, I benefited from that. It's fine. But like,
1: <laughs> the reason so many people were okay with it was because everyone who the, everybody, the was put on the take. And something you said also, like, even just the beginning, where it was like you weren't concerned because it was like you're not old and fat. You know, you're not going to like die of COVID. Probably, I had it. You know, I had it before things got locked down. It was like in the beginning of March. And so it was like, okay, I was, I was, I, I stupidly you know, believed in natural immunity and all this. Like, Foolish stuff, right? Like, oh, I thought it would be fine. No, no, that's, that's crazy. It's a right-wing thought I had on accident. But then it was like, but <laughs> they like, you know, like I wasn't worried about it like that. And there was an amplification of fear. I don't think people are really, the whole timeline needs to be like re-discussed. So I'm glad we're talking about this. We, we will move on uh, in a moment, but I do think it's important to, to touch on this because it's like, it, there was this amplification. It was all, and if you look back at New York, I want to remind everybody, when you go back to, uh, New York State, I think numbers in New York City in particular, this like weird spike of deaths of the case fatality ratio. It's April of 2020. And it's like hmm. it, and it's not replicated anywhere else. And I know it's caused by like the protocols, I think, of intubation, you know, remdesivir, depriving people of important drugs like ivermectin, nitroxychloroquine, et cetera, putting sick people into these nursing homes. Wait, they what do have-
0: you mean? That's just bleach.
1: Yeah, exactly. What I mean, but the this-
0: maggotards are just putting bleach in their veins. <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm sorry. The right wing pays me. I have to say these things. I just have to say it. they put these the, the 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 hospice care and like that whole situation in New York is oh, like all the Insane. And so, of course, they had this like numbers, and all these numbers were used to like bludgeon everybody and be like, oh, ah, like people are dying." But it was like, "No, you're actually killing them." Yep. And uh, they like, and so there was this fear, and so there was, and like, you, I know I said we were weak, and I, I I said I was weak. I, I would never say you were weak. I was weak for going into the, the vaccine. <laughs> it, it, it's a weakness. I always say that just to kind of like be hard on myself. There was this mania around everybody where it's like, in a sense, we were weak, but we know since we were being complicit with other people's like psychosis now looking back you know but it was like we yeah. were trying to like soothe people people were being like an irrational <laughs> and we were just trying to be like rational actors and be like okay fine if this will fucking shut you up except oops it turns right. out it will, not, it will actually never shut you up <laughs> It makes it's actually that injection makes you never be able to ever shut up for some reason <laughs> again it turns out that's the worst you know,
0: side effect of the vaccine
1: <laughs> 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 you never shut the fuck up <laughs> Uh, and that's it. I was quiet before I, I got it. A lot of people don't know this. I was actually like dead silent. I barely spoke.
0: Barely. <laughs> they brought the beast
1: out of me. <laughs> this, is, this is the this is Jansen, pharmaceuticals problem now. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been sleeping all alone, but I miss you I've been hanging on the phone, I've been sleeping all alone I won't kiss you, sometimes Okay, wait. I want to talk. Uh, let's talk about you being black. I guess that kind of sounds like fun. I suppose. I want to know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, know actually, I really actually am curious about this. I want to start like here. Uh, so when I had basic Chanel, uh, Amy, on recently. I have said things that I guess could be transphobic, and they I guess were my definition. I guess if that's a real thing, I don't know. Racism is probably a little bit more cut and dry in terms of like what things are. But I also I don't know. I will just sometimes say things that racist also and also frankly a lot of other things but in this case like i was just curious like you're a black man you're a fan of here comes the backlash some people would say like as a politically black man you should not be endorsing somebody like dj Poolhouse. his whole operation is like hateful <laughs> enterprise it's enabling the right wing he's going to one day he's going to be you know gang raped by right wing bros probably and then thrown into a furnace I, uh, inshallah. And so yeah, you know, if only. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, like that's like you know, that's one view. How do you how do you uh feel about like I guess like yeah how do you think about my show in particular first I won't mean, ask that I mean, we can ask about some other things. I want to talk about me first second. how do you uh, how do how racist do you think my program is?
0: <laughs> I honestly I <laughs> look we all make jokes and this is again this is one of those things I rediscovered was the people that hate black people, you know, it's like the Chris rock thing. Like, you know, who hates niggas more than anybody? Black people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's, I mean, Look, I, hey, I've heard some things. I'm just gonna yeah. say, I've heard some things off the record. I'm just gonna put it that out. You know, <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I've some conversation. I've been to some cookouts. Like, let me tell you that, man. I've been to some cookouts, Okay, I'm not gonna brag about it. I'm not gonna brag about it. But like, I,
0: <laughs> I have been in attendance. I'll just, I'll, I'll put it that, way. that. That's 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 much as that I'll give you. But
1: well, but actually, look, yeah. I will actually brag about something I did once. I DJ'd this. I don't know her sister worked for my boss, and her sister passed away, and like they had this big family barbecue. Like I think it was probably like a year to celebrate this woman as passing or whatever. I DJ'd DJed this like been to be like a ten hour gig, and they she had this criteria that was great. It was like all seventies, eighties funk, nothing Ooh. too popular, but like nothing like obscure. It was like a ten, maybe it was like an eight hour gig. So you know what? Like oh, yeah. it, it was DJ House has. DJ the cookout. I just want to put that out there. Whatever that's you else like, to say about me, whatever else you want to say about me, I will always have that.
0: I mean, that's the most important role at the cookout. So, you know, I mean... It
1: was, it was a pleasure. <laughs> It was an honor. I had, a, and I had a lot of fun. And the food was actually... Honestly, I, we won't get into that. This is California. We were not... We were yeah, not,
0: that's a different vibe. Yeah. I, I'm I, You know, I'm from the South. So, like, I would, we do I would, a certain yeah. way around here, you know. But, but yeah, no, I mean... I, I, on on this particular question, on, on the BQ, I think you're very you fair. You
1: don't even, yeah, I don't think there is a BQ, honestly. I mean, there no,
0: is. No, there, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's, well, we, we can get into that. But yeah, no, I, I think that you, I, I've never been offended. I've never felt weird, whatever. But again, you know, I mean, people have, I, you know, I've lived my whole life. People have called me all sorts of names, you know, called me... I don't know if if you need to bleep it, bleep it, but, like, people no. have called me all kinds of coons and, like, you know, Uncle Toms and all these things. People have called me this stuff my whole life. I like, you know, indie rock music. I play guitar in addition to playing other music. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, these, these simple things will land you in, in the position of being an enemy, essentially. And sure. not by everyone, but by, like, the worst kind of people, you know? But so, like... I'm no stranger to enjoying what I like and not caring what someone else thinks. So like, I think that's the only way anyone could be influenced to think that you are off on the bq
1: <laughs> i would i appreciate that i was picturing you like he's a young andre 3000 he's a little bit big boy but he's a little andre 3000 and i was like i love it, <laughs> I just love it like i don't know why i had a flash of uh, like totally like hey y'all uh, vibes yeah thank you for answering how racist i am i don't know but, but, <laughs> which actually sounds like i need a turn it up a little bit if you ask me is what you're kind of saying first of all stereotypes happen because they're sometimes partially true people don't want to admit that but sometimes in some situations some stereotypes are true or were true even we can even say so like they're kind of fun and the reason though that's not my joke about anything i will talk about anything because i want to put like pressure or attention on certain things because it's like well why why can't we do yeah. that And it's like, let's talk about why that was really on un- why was it so horrible what i said i'm trying to remember i think one of the worst things i said was it was about mama Mia and i said that there may have been a fourth black father that like was the guy he just didn't show up for the thing <laughs> i that was probably oh, the shit. most racist thing i probably said and that was the early episode so it was tucked in there you know I, and providing a lot of content, so it's hard to really keep up a list yeah. of transgressions. But I don't
0: know. I, I wish we all could. But but I mean, like you're saying, like it, it it's important to have these conversations. I'm a big jokester. You can tell. I've gotten shit my whole life for like laughing all the time because I'm just always having fun and always laughing at shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I believe I I feel my pain through my humor. You know, so like this is how we kind of explore these things. It's like okay. Yeah, why is it that that you know th- that there's the idea that black fathers don't stick around? Well, part of it obviously is just the accountability; like they have to take the accountability for not being there. But another part of it is and again this is just one of those hotepisms I've heard my whole life but it's like you know what you know what they did with the social welfare programs they tried to get the black fathers out of the house they tried to get rid of the backbone of the family like you know
1: <laughs> I think it's completely legitimate that's where like if you're going to bottom out all of uh American society from inside let's just say hypothetically as a communist kind of world plan the first place going to go is. Like, the easiest targets maybe the people who are more dependent on the state on on certain systems to begin with even you said like coon would i believe that i would never believe about coon i don't blackface is not probably great let's just put it that that way i i went to academia i studied race on screen i know a lot about uh blackface and i think it's not okay it's not it's not great in the sense that it's like it can be definitely misapplied right but yeah, i yeah. also think white phase can also be funny we have seen it be funny in certain cases my point being we joke about these things just to kind of bring attention to the fact that like the reason that we can't talk about these things is uh, i think it's obscuring a lot of the actually horrible things that have been done by like a lot of these democratic policies it's yeah, republicans too yeah. the republicans are a fake party everyone's like oh both sides no there is not really both sides they bring them out when they need to do like war stuff and like some deep state stuff but they yeah. usually do the social stuff through the democrats right And when you look at actual history it's like there is i feel like there were times that blacks americans were you know better in this country than they were before the 60s and it almost feels like a constant attack if you look at the historical oh, record yeah. oh, we got up and uh, oh, there's another thing down and there's another up and there's another down and i'm very familiar i'm sure you might be with like um like gary webb type uh theories he wrote this thing called dark alliance it's um uh, from the 80s and 90s but like this whole Iran contract contra there's like the cia is doing yeah. all these they are making uh, money off of the drug running and the theory you, it, that he's reporting on is oh is this the crack,
0: the crack thing
1: crack is going to okay yeah, yeah. responsible for it and he had evidence for it it was in the paper in my hometown paper <laughs> as a oh, cool. kid was, like, really into this <laughs> shit. And, like um he, and he eventually ret- retracted it was, whole, it was a whole crazy story he uh he died it, it was very sad it yeah was, aren't
0: there theories that he got killed or something
1: it's, it's possible he was relocated to like this other office, like far away after they like retracted the story. They made his life hard. Spiritually, they killed him, I would say, regardless, yeah. no matter what. Okay. It was horrible. And the stories are, I think, basically true. There's a lot of correlations, maybe with hip hop. You've probably heard these before, where it's like some of the gangster rap is maybe part of an operation to glamorize that trafficking of uh, drugs into the streets in order to facilitate, yeah. it in a sense. You know, I, I don't think those things are far fetched or even impossible. You know, at all. I'm
0: convinced of those things. I, I, mean, I yeah, <laughs> I, I'm hundred percent convinced. And Hey, you know, I, I love rap music. I I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Cause you know, it's like, I, I, I do like rap music, but I love it, but there's a lot of bullshit in this music, you know, For and, sure. and to just kind of, you know, get to your point about this stuff. Look, sometimes some things are just funny and that's just all there is to it. Yeah. And you know, like, like, you know, I, I have this, my, my co-host and I have like a friendly battle between each other because I really think a certain tribal people and like the the stereotypes about them are very funny. Um
1: <laughs> they are I maybe mean, they are. They're they, really they, funny. A lot of times that the respective tribes think they're funny privately to your point people joke about this especially i can't even say their name but there's one group of people who are very successful in comedy and they joke about it all the time but we that's the
0: tribe know. i was talking about okay
1: that's exactly <laughs> that. like, yeah names of course you know it's, it could be anybody but it's like really we, we can't know you okay okay Oh, and everybody <laughs> else who jokes about theirs, you're going to make money off of owning all the cl- comedy clubs. Whoever might be doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just very right. like, fascinating <laughs> to me. And so that's where I like to bring up these things because it's like they want to pin you on because they want to use your racist just to shut you up about everything else. Because how, I mean, I'll do a racist joke. I'm a shock, shock. It's by law. I have to right. do it. Actually, the FCC requires me to do like this a certain to a level, a certain number every you know, week. It's so- a
0: symbiotic relationship. They need to like basically do the investigations and the fines. It keeps it keeps asses in seats in the office, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. They need they need you to do your job.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I realistically do have to kind of mix it up to get this stuff out there. It can't be <laughs> too like uh, explicit in some ways. You know, people are saying tranny now. I don't know if you've noticed that people are a little bit afraid to say tranny and yeah. Maybe we we can talk about it later. Maybe we can negotiate something else for some other words. I I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe there's some other words. Nothing hard. Nothing hard.
0: Nothing hard. But a a soft, a a soft vowel.
1: A lyrical, a lyrical flavor we could almost say. For party times and good (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you don't need the record scratch like you know <laughs> like w- we can let the party keep going if everybody's just like feeling a vibe real quick you know <laughs>
1: like <laughs> it's so funny because it's, so it's exactly the bullshit that they'll find some picture or a video of some 12 year old but like, from 12 years ago <laughs> a celebrity did the like rap to the n-word and it's like okay it was on the song they were singing they really right. liked the song it's so yeah.
0: like dude that was a number one hit you, you really <laughs> didn't expect her to say the, the word like come on <laughs> (laughs)
1: if you're like
0: if you're catching a vibe with your friends you have to say the word i'm black because like i get away with it so like i don't have to worry about it but i i could not i could not be chilling and not say it i'm just gonna be honest
1: and i'm just saying and then but they'll just use that and it's thank you i appreciate you saying that because it's like the whole reason it's really a problem is just to feed the beast it's just another reason to cancel somebody it's like all petty resentment it's all people who don't get it
0: it's it's deep because like my ear will still perk like my ear will still be like whoa (laughs) and then i have to like go back to myself and be like yeah, like you're tripping. Like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay,
1: some white people say it wrong. I will say, that. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a. I mean, you, even when it's not a, a hard R, I can I can see what you're saying because it's just like, oh, you're maybe some you're misusing, and that's why you have a community outreach. You work with yeah. people to say it correctly. That's harmonious. It's beautiful. It's America. Yeah. But you know, we
0: don't need to do like legal warfare against one another. We don't need to get each <laughs> other fired because we could have just we, we we were afraid to kick someone's ass. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, do you want know, though? Okay. Do you know there is one black person who's, when I heard them say the N word, it actually sounded hateful. This is controversial, but you're going to love it. Okay. It's Beyonce. <laughs> it's on the bonus. It's like, see me now. It's on Kanye West, like, uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy <laughs> record. There's like the bonus CD thing. And she says it's like, there, like she says it, it's like a really toss-off line. I'll I'll play it here actually, because she said it, so I'll just drop it. My niggas is home. My niggas is home. My niggas is home. It's a it feels like a hard R. It feels like a hard R, but it's like soft. And I was shocked the first time I heard it. <laughs> it's hard to find this song anywhere online. And I think that's why.
0: <laughs> they knew. Now I you know Jay-Z. He I've always because I'm a big Jay-Z fan same thing he's it's weird the way he does it because he's such a you know and this is what he's known for is kind of like knowing like like having like the breath control knowing how to like get a cadence right like he's really you know he's like held up as one of those mount rushmore rappers not because just straight up his bars were crazy but because he's like he is the master rapper he knows how to rap he's an MC, you know and so right exactly and so you know like he does the same thing with that word where he'll kind of like he says it with a soft R. It's really bizarre. It's like a hushed like like that syllables really hushed, but he still says it. And I, I always like chalked it up. So, OK, like he's a New Yorker. Maybe they do things different up there or something. But I've never heard another New Yorker do that, like another rap New Yorker, you know, do that. So, maybe this is something she picked up from her husband.
1: <laughs> I feel like he already her. It's like, it's yeah. some famous song. Like, there's something to it. I'm going <laughs> to go back and listen. I'm going to go back and listen. Oh, wow. Because he had a record that was Jigga My Figga, I think it was yeah. really old school, but it was like, and it didn't hit as hard. There was the radio version. I think it was Sam Goody on that song was out, <laughs> in fact. But, like, you know, Jigga My Nigga or Oops, Oops, I just said this. It. It's really hard. I really need to. <laughs> Oh, 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 Really do really want to go into, like, a little bit of your, like, maybe... I know spiritual journey is the right word. I don't really know much about it. I do know that you are, like, a practicing Muslim. I kind of got the impression that you, like, converted or, like, kind of became more immersed in it recently. That might not be true. I make up things. And if, if it's not true, just kind of go with it, if that's possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Um, you know, your mind's eye tapped in because you got it right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you know, I mean, pretty much, like I said, my whole life, I've just always been casually spiritual um which you know is like a common thing for for those early 2000s and even into the 2010s kind of time but yeah you know I mean as I started to basically see the world for what it is you know I basically like really got cemented into being an adult as a lot of bizarre shit was happening I just Mm -hmm. was like okay like something's got to give like I've always believed You know, I've always believed that there's it's like organized chaos, you know. But so, okay, like that doesn't mean much if you don't have a model to 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 view that through. And Mm -hmm. so I've always basically been attracted to Islam. Um, Mm -hmm. I just never, you know, I I never, Mm -hmm. you know, I I wasn't raised around it. I don't speak Arabic. I still don't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just basically one day when I was at work, uh, there is a group of guys who came in there. And again, this just shows just kind of my natural con- contrarian nature because they're not even normal Muslims. They're not Nation of Islam. I want to make that clear.
1: Not <laughs> I'm a different not- kind of fake
0: black Muslim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they Wahhabian? Wait, do you know this way, no, right?
0: they're not, they're- no, They're not. No, they're like the opposite of that. OK, okay. They're, like they're
1: straight, straight and narrow.
0: Yeah. But like so like they there's a lot of hate crimes against them. So they're like the Ahmadi Muslims. Um, okay. Okay. Obviously, like, you know, like th- their whole thing is that they believe that the Mahdi or kind of like that second pr- prophetic nature of Christ has already come back. So they okay. believe that. And the guy that d- that they believe to be that person um, was born in I forget exactly where, but he was his name is like Mirzam Gulam something. I forget his name. Okay. But okay. but th- the idea is he basically came and revealed the word to, to the people of faith, you know, and uh-huh. said there was a point where the jihad was fought by the sword. This is kind of their big mission statement, essentially. The jihad used to be fought by the sword. Now it's fought with the pen. And so the idea is basically that like knowledge, educating oneself, engaging in like spirited debate with, within your community, those things are important. That is how you actually fight the battle for God, you know, yeah. and. That just like really spoke to me. But anyway, it was like some kind of anniversary. I think it was like the hundredth anniversary of the establishment of this particular denomination for all, you know, for lack of a better word, yeah, in sure. the United States. Um, so they they built the first mosque here like a hundred at this point, a few years over a hundred years ago. And oh. so I got to speaking to him and got to speaking to like the brothers, like the you know, the elders and stuff. And I just like I felt at home, like in a way. I just haven't felt at home basically since I'd been as, you know, a kid around my family and being in these kind of tight knit circles of people who like have shared value systems, who believe in family, believe in like, you know, God, believe in goodness, kindness, you know, justice, all these kind of things. Um, And so anyway, that kind of basically confirmed something I had already started to, you know, I had already gotten like a Quran, been reading it and stuff uh and so that just kind of basically transitioned me in and so we stay in touch i've i never ended up going to the mosque even though i planned to um so that's why i'm always very cautious about claiming something because i don't want people I don't want. I don't want people to to feel like I haven't invested in into it enough. Sure. I'll just say I'm a fellow traveler of Islam. That's always what I refer to myself sure. as. Sure. No.
1: feel <laughs> you. I, I famously refuse to identify as anything. I refuse. When you just kind of like uh, awareness kind of start? Was it like around the same, like in terms of right like, before like, COVID. Right, right before, before
0: COVID. So I had already been kind of like realizing this is my path and this is what Uh God asks of me. This is what appeals to me. This is the message of God that appeals to me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I met them maybe like a month before COVID then COVID happened. And like we spoke about earlier, my entire mindset was just solidified basically through that process. So Uh essentially my process of uh, reawakening just generally has also coincided with my process of reverting to my, my, my true faith, you know, and so that's 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 kind of where I am with this and uh yeah, I don't know it's you know it's been an interesting journey because you know I've uh, I've got a Catholic grandmother. she was very determined to when I was getting into alternative paths as a teenager oh. and as a kid, she constantly basically tried to undermine my mom and, and you know my dad's attempts at giving me a certain foundation by trying to basically like gaslight me wow, and grandma. and I love my grandma. Like, you know, this is just grandma behavior. Like I'm not shitting on her or anything.
1: Ask, <laughs> is it maternal or your, your paternal grandmother? Your maternal. Brother? Interesting. Wait, so yeah. your mom's your mom's like free spirited. Is your mom practicing Catholic also? No. Your grandmother she, sucks at this. Raised Catholic though,
0: to be fair. My so mom is my mom. <laughs> so my grandfather's a Methodist. So they were oh, raised well, Methodist. I
1: was going to say, okay. Which and this makes is- sense. This is not going to be like, oh, affirmative a action. No, your grandmother does deserve credit because it's actually harder. No, it's like a black Mormon. I wish there was a really good one, Mary Cosby on. Oh, she's actually not- <laughs> oh I love her. <laughs> well, I Cosby, love that show. show yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I, not-
0: I hate her, but I love that I hate her, <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> she's mastered unintelligibility. Like I say, I'm trying to become unintelligible. She's on a reality show. But she's unintelligible. It's brilliant. I love Constantly. It. Constantly. <laughs> the subtitles are just like, huh? Like it's just a shrug. You know, they just don't. Like, this doesn't make sense. And she famously, she famously married her step grandfather.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, she- I c- I can relate as like a conditional like stutterer, where mm-hmm. like I'll just like you know I'll get like nerve like the thoughts are coming too quick okay, yeah, for the yeah, mouth. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like. I lose it. So, like, I I totally, I'm disabled. I have a disability. I mean, you've heard this program, but like, (laughs) I mean, I'm mentally disabled.
1: People ask me if I have Tourette's or schizophrenia. More than I would like, but I would say so. <laughs> I, I, I want to say I apologize. I shouldn't say your grandmother sucks ever. That's like crazy. Me, no, even not not. Shock talk. I see why she was so desperate because it was like like they put a lot of pressure in the Catholic Church. You're supposed to be bringing people in and keeping them yeah. there, and so it's just like she's she didn't want to look like a failure, and she's not. It's a testament to her faith that she's there. Is what I would say honestly. Yeah. Like, I guess like
0: she was wrong, but she was grandma. doing what any good grandmother would do, just maybe not in all the best ways. But so <laughs> like that's the thing, and so like. My grandfather is a very a very mixed white black guy. My grandmother is okay. everything. Okay. Um and so that's where okay. a lot of my okay. kind of like unplaceable features of my face, I think, come
1: okay. from <laughs> well that's funny. My grandparents are like they all came from, from North Carolina, actually, North and South Carolina. Okay. Like, they're like partially <laughs> partially <laughs> partially <laughs> Like I was raised like Southern almost in a lot of ways. My grandparents were from the South, but it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? And so it puts yeah. me in just a place where I just uh, sometimes accidentally say the N word on the air and <laughs> my black ass. It just, it was not a hard art
0: You just need to hard carry hard. the 23 and me like in your back pocket in case I don't like, want to start any trouble. <laughs> like
1: Have you done 23 and me? I'm curious because like I regret doing it because I gave them my DNA, but have you done I'm going have to like log in and see if we're related.
0: So yeah, no, I, I. I've been planning on doing it or at least doing like the ancestry. Cause I was listening sure, to the Red yeah. scare episode with uh, Razib Khan. Uh, yeah, that's his name. Um, and he's like a geneticist or something. And he was, right. I, I just got really into it, even though like previously my take was no, I'm not giving them any more than they've already got from me. Like yeah, no yeah. more biometric data, <laughs> no more. But yeah. like, <clears> throat> <I'm>, throat> we did it you know, it's like, okay, my, my relatives have been doing it. So, or at least they've been my aunt gave every one of all the older people a bunch of tests and none of them they all refused to do it for the same reason.
1: <laughs> well, can I ask a question? Did a lot of your family members get vaccinated? Did you do black family members. Was there any dissenters in the wider family? Um, because I do know that there was like more resistance amongst like black people and minorities like yeah. in general than there were was against, you know, college educated whites.
0: <laughs> no, because so the the, the situation is that my my mom's like family is well-to-do so they're like they my mom came up like upper middle class like,
1: Potom- like Houseways of potomac no <laughs> Just no like it's like, <laughs> it's like it's
0: it's really weird like my family is really weird so when i watch I these no shows doubt. i'm like i understand it because i've seen those people i've so been around a few of them so you know I was like, joking, but yeah I know, I, I,
1: know. I, <laughs> but I love it I love it <laughs>
0: are they like Real Housewives of Atlanta
1: <laughs> like actually okay okay no they're not they're not <laughs> I was like that would, okay I, I love Atlanta but that would have been very insulting for me I, mean, I love Kenya Moore she's like my favorite person theater Parks I'm not gonna compare anybody. to your family of theater Parks that's not a good you know Potomac like less exciting maybe but you know we're getting the, a little bit more upscale and,
0: yeah yeah uh, exactly, you know, dignified exactly. <laughs> but so no like my family they're all like again and i love my family you know when, when we say family. these things yeah, like we're never saying you know family is so much more important than than the, mm. the, the 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 superficial because at the end of the day i feel as though i share most of the same values with my relatives
1: but yeah, 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 yeah. many
0: of them yeah. have been wrapped up in in the democratic thing um mm-hmm. but again hey you know i mean the, mm-hmm. they as people who are like well-educated black people they are they have bought in for good reason into the democratic program because it benefits them it is it is they are one of the main benefactors of this program you know
1: it so it makes yes. sense it would almost be, be crazy not to they, they are the patron like that's who it's really mm-hmm. it's, it's weird because it almost is more for them than anything they're actually giving to like college educated white people at this point right. they're bottoming out they're at least getting more of the like kickbacks in a sense at least like cultural cachet and like you know just like they've
0: seen like the attention drop
1: yes yeah but really there's some money i guess that's being paid to people in this country but it's mostly just attention is yeah. what the politicians give and you know it like i get it you know i get it because it's like about fucking time right
0: <laughs> yeah just to, to I, I understand that perspective but obviously like it's bullshit, but, yeah, but so, yeah. yeah, so, like, you know, my, my grandfather is, like, a, a retired surgeon, like, he wow. is, like, he's a ver- he's a science believer, like.
1: <laughs> These doctors are all in, dude, they're yeah. all in.
0: Damn, that's so cool. And so he's, you know, like you were talking about with your mother-in-law. That i believe that's who you're talking about yeah, you know my, my, same thing over at my grandparents house it's just like msnbc because my yep. my grandfather has like really bad like hearing so it's just blasting in the house yep.
1: like yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> i think and you it's sad see because see you, you you know you
0: love these people <laughs> you respect them you know they're smarter than this but they i the, the other day i had a conversation with him uh, we talked we spoke spoke about it on my show but like I don't know if we're ever going to put that episode out, what? not for this reason, but just generally <laughs> speaking, quality control. But okay. um, but yeah, yeah, you know, and and I was just talking to him and I, I've I've learned to just fuck with him at this point, because it's just like the things he says are just so asinine, like because he's just getting his shit straight from them. Yes. So, you know, it's like I was fucking with him. He's like pushing 90. And so I was like, look, like you're almost 90. You do you really believe that Joe Biden I, I got his age wrong. I thought Biden was 20 years younger than my grandfather. He I think is like maybe 10 15. Oh
1: I my gosh. Know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would trust your grandfather just for what you've described already to run the country before Joe Biden. Right? Yeah. That's why so I guy. asked him. Because
0: <laughs> it's like and my grandfather is like a really active old guy. Like he's super active. I'd he lives that. just like a 70-year-old guy. He works.
1: has to be, yeah. People who live that long have to be. Like they exactly. To be.
0: Yeah. But so, you know, yeah. So I just asked him, I was like. Do you really believe that Biden is like doing any like you you have to like sit them down and look them in the eye and ask these kinds of questions, you know, and you get the answer that you expect sometimes. Maybe you'll get surprised and get a really lucid answer. But from him, I just got what you would expect. Oh, no, he's just got it. And he was about to say the stuttering thing. And I was and I told him, I said, don't tell me about the stutter. That's not a stutter. So he couldn't say that anymore. And then he started saying something else Then immediately started talking about Trump. So, like, this is, you know, this is the kind of stuff that, that, you know. But so, yeah. So, you know, my family, you know, many of them, I believe, did fall for it. But I've made some jokes in the group chat. And, like, it seems like people, people feel me, like... You know, <laughs> I think we're on the same page now. <laughs> because, because
1: you aren't wrong. Because you are wrong, and they can't. They don't. You're right. They don't have anything. They these like we're we talking points to pivot, pivot to Trump or whatever. It's so weird, and it's like I, I joked earlier, but it, is it in the vaccine? Because it's like it's just like the same thing. The loud TV blarey. Have you ever listened to MSNBC lately? It sounds like fucking state television in like a crazy ass country. They just sound deranged constantly they're going to start drilling up a war for russia and everyone needs to say no thank you yeah because we're not doing that we're just not doing that no. and they're going to say like we're going to do a war with russia no we're not doing that that's, ins- that's <laughs> it, it's insane
0: we're already basically do- i don't and i don't want to
1: we, yeah, we are but you know, like we, but yes exactly but we're not doing that we're not no, doing that. we
0: you know i because you know i i get a lot of my my news on on the on the ukraine war and all that from I love listening to like good old boys and like whenever Tink Zorg's on there, like I get some real hard hitting information. I like, you know, I've got my YouTube channels, like the few that are still out there. I'm subscribed to the Rumble just in case. And this kind of ties into kind of the thing that's the most offensive to me about where we are right now as a society. It's like if you're going to manhandle me, if you're going to like destroy everyone's life for your own gain, can't you at least like earn it? Like, where's the merit, you know? These people are morons, they're not thinking. Why would you try to drum up a war with a country that still has like productive capability when you can't produce anything, <laughs> like at all, let alone military production? And you're giving all your shit away to, to like your puppet state before you would even enter in? Like, I, you know, I was just watching, and this is like a thing I've been really passionate about lately. I just look up these videos, these car videos on YouTube and stuff. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've been seeing a lot lately in car YouTube is people talking about, one, the lack of availability for parts, mm-hmm. and two, when they're available, the lack of quality of the parts. Yeah. But I'm thinking about doing this, this this repair on my car that is like really important. This part is really, and the system is really important to the function of the engine. But I can do it. And I'm just like Joe Blow guy that just like kind of knows how to turn a wrench. Right. God forbid you have like my wife's car. It's a 2016 Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. God forbid you want to do anything. I changed the battery on it. It was doing weird shit with the windows.
1: <laughs> like it's like
0: <laughs> all I did was drop a new battery in.
1: <laughs> it was just, it's like a computer, I'm not a car person. But I do know exactly what you're talking about because I've seen under the hood of cars and what they used to look like and what they look like now where there's like a cyborg like inside of there. Like, yeah. I think there's demon babies in the internal combustion. Is,
0: it looks like a Predator, like crazy, like, you know, the Predator movies, like some crazy shit. Like.
1: <laughs> oh my God, man, I'm terrified. That's why we have that man. He's here to fight the fucking Predator car uh, infestation of the demonic internal combustion engine. Uh, yeah, Luciferian order. Know what happens inside my happy head? There's
0: nothing I can say that hasn't already been said. Sometimes I'm up so hard, sometimes I'm down. I can't remember having my feet on level ground. Then I'm going up again. Hear the angels call.
1: first guest was Basil uh, of you Neobacterium know, Academy. I, mean, I guess you're not practicing uh, Muslim. We don't want to put labels on it, but there's a vibe. There's an essence, and I feel like it does beckons me from time to time. And just, yeah, the serendipitousness of just, like, having, uh, having such a great, like, time and connection with you and you being on the, do they say on the rug? That's not a term, but I was going to say, like, on the rug to say, like, <laughs> Muslim. That's probably going to get me in a lot of trouble. So I should not that's say that. words. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a clever turn of phrase, but I probably should cut that out. My boy it does it feels like a brotherhood to me, I guess. And this yeah. I told Basil about this. I grew up around the corner from like a pretty kind of famous uh West Coast mosque. I remember being like, oh how they separate the men and the women on like Fridays and being like, oh wow, the women have to go to that side door. Now I'm like, wow, that's great. Like I'm just yeah. so awesome. Like
0: it's like, you know, there we have to recognize facts. And like certain facts are that men and women are different and what is good for one like everyone has different needs different strengths all those things
1: Mm.
0: and oftentimes when you speak to to muslim women they will tell you that again not when it's like crazy and oppressive and shit but like when it's just normal shit they like the way things are because it gives them that protection those spaces that they need the same way Men need spaces where they can do what they need to do the same way. If we need to worship together, we can still worship together. We just don't need to be right up on each other. It may be easier for us to focus on that, like connection, that direct, like very focused meditative connection with God without being right next to each other. But yeah, no, I I would love to continue to talk more about that because not now, but you know, in the future. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've, yeah. I've had so much fun. <laughs>
1: no, I've had a lot of fun too. One thing I want to know is like you you are a, a K Records fan. I feel like oh, tell, yeah. me, tell me about uh, K Records, which we know. Tell our friends in the remote viewing audience.
0: I mean, uh, you know, I I know there are a few of uh, of us out there that are you know fans of like indie pop, kind of like you know, pitchfork era, indie rock type stuff. And that was, it was funny because that stuff was really hitting right when I started getting into the k Records stuff. And a lot of that stuff was influenced by k Records stuff. But it was just basically like, uh, you know, kind of a mix of like post-punk kind of music with like kind of some like 60s, like jangle pop kind of stuff, you know, mixed with, I don't know. And just like, you know, the sounds of the age. So, you know, you've got on a lot of these bands albums, you've got a lot of cool like gated snares and stuff, you know, you've got everything. And, and I just, I, I really love like the K record stuff. I love like, uh, what's the name of the other one? I'm blanking on some other names, but like, <laughs> there were like slumberland and like all these different, and you know, the, the, the big thing that I guess people unite the sound I really love around is like, there was this, uh, NME like mixtape series they did, I guess. And so there was one called C-86. And so like that was Mm -hmm. like that was, I guess, kind of the start of this becoming like a real movement or something somebody had a name for. But so, you know, they call it twee Pop and all these different things. But K Records was influenced by that stuff as well as kind of having come in in the early 80s before that was really a thing. Um, And so, yeah, like uh, Calvin Johnson's the the head of the label. I heard a few years ago they were having some financial issues, but I heard they got it back on track. They're still a, r- a label, so you know that's good. But yeah, yeah, I love Beat Happening, which is his his band. Right. I love Beat Happening. The Softies are like my favorite favorite <laughs> band ever, ever. And that's the you know again, hey, there, it's it's the duality of man. Like you know, I'm I I love being a man. I lo- I'm proud to be a man. But part of where I got a little psyoped into some of the gender stuff was that I've also really loved, I've always loved soft things, I've always loved melodies, yeah. I've always, you know, like I love this kind of stuff. And so anyway, K Records is a really great example of that because you just got, I don't know, their whole thing is kind of like a, a an interesting mid-century transferal into like yeah. that Gen X era where they were doing a lot of really interesting stuff. So
1: the real psyop was thinking that appreciation of beauty was a feminine trait. That was the real psyop, actually. (laughs) I love K records. I'm not huge into the music. I'm not a super fan, but I do know about Calvin Johnson to the degree that like, uh, I admired him because it is like, he found like a lot of weird people all over the world and kind of brought them together under one thing. And or, I've heard this end of it's true, but like the only tattoo that Kirk Cobain had was a K records logo, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I, and that's
0: how I found out about them. Cause it, I, yeah. I had gotten into like hardcore punk and then, and it was funny cause when I was getting into it, my dad was, he had actually been in New York when, when like CBGBs was still a thing. Sure, and he, yeah, yeah. So like, he was telling me, he was like, oh yeah, you know, you like this kind of stuff, you know, like check this out and check this out. And so I hadn't really listened to a lot of Nirvana at that point, but he put me on Nirvana. And that was how I got into K records was through just like really getting into the Kurt Cobain biography. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, that's cool, so, yeah.
1: Wow, that's incredible. I love that. Just the way that that's transmitted through time persists through this little symbol and just this that was able to bring you to something. It's the power of music and like culture and symbols. That, like,
0: are- K, that K in the shield, I don't oh. know, like it just does something. And I, like, I've got it on my car and people like, I, I'm so shocked at how many people know what that is when I'm just driving around. So people will be like, yo, like I, I fuck with the K record sticker and I'm like, hell yeah. And it's just, there's something about the kind of person that would listen to such like, like and it's not coded as gay, but it's just very gay music.
1: You know, <laughs> it is it's dandy, maybe we'll say it's soft. It is soft for sure. It's you're feeling a little flowy. There's times where there's ethereal times, there's times for morning quiet walks, perhaps. I'm not sure. There, there's definitely manly times to listen to tweet music. It's not oh, yeah. it's not a problem there. <laughs> I feel like uh we should wrap here actually. Do you what art? Do you know what five percenters are? Is that like a lot to unpack? Because that turns up in hip-hop a lot. Yeah. What's a Fire for a Center again? I, I remember that.
0: So there there is a lot to unpack on that. And that I was mean, kind of that was a big part of my journey to like real Islam was kind of getting into that. Interesting. But so yeah, so basically it was like a it was kind of an offshoot of the nation of Islam. Um the guy who started it was uh Clarence 13X. He was kind of he basically had been an uh, uh you know a member of the nation. And he just, for whatever reason, there is some kind of sectarian split. He had been moving up in the ranks a little bit in in the nation of Islam. He moved over and started the five percenters. And so it basically, like the cosmology of the five percenters is that in the pie of people, you have like 5% of people. Well, so you have 85% of people who are kind of like the base of the pyramid. Those people are just the masses, whatever the whatever, whichever way the wind blows is kind of where they'll go. Then you have the 10% and the 10% are in the know, they're plugged in, but they use their knowledge to nefarious ends. And then you have the 5% and those are the people who are basically like the messengers of God to lead the people to the promised land. That's essentially like the basics of this. And so like they've got, it's an even more bastardized, like they don't even consider, like Clarence 13X did not consider this to be Islam. He was at least like
1: <laughs> sure.
0: cogent enough to recognize that where Elijah Muhammad was not able to recognize that. <laughs> but so like it's like like their whole thing, it's based, it's called the 120 lessons. And so it's literally a book that has like 120 lessons you're supposed to memorize to be considered a five percenter. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, it's just it's a really cool thing. Got started in New York City. And it's just like like you said, you hear it, you hear these references to it throughout some of the best rap music that's ever come yeah, yeah. you know you just hear all these references and you know like Wu-Tang Clan everybody everybody even people who weren't in it like Jay-Z like he'll still reference these things and reference like sim, <laughs> like you know five percenter symbology and stuff you know
1: hmm. uh, Busta Rhymes I feel like it was a five percenter yeah uh, shout, out B- shout out Busta and I, I just
0: am- saw him like a few weeks ago oh. he still puts on an amazing show
1: oh my god! tremendous gosh. I was, I was wondering if he may be listening. I don't know if he's a fan, but he's, I out up there. Up. he's listening. Hey, <laughs> I love the one that's like, do you know the record? It's like Buster Rhymes, Janet Jackson. It's like, people hate when I make those noises, but like, it's such a good record. Like
0: the suits and like the puffy shit and the shiny.
1: I love it. All the visuals of that era, like the late nineties rap, it was the best era. That shit on the radio was so good. It was so good. And I'll oh, tell yeah.
0: the people, and like this, this may be my my final like. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to watch, because I know, I I know people like backlash, backlashians. Backlash. I know they're in touch with the aesthetics. The, these are aesthetes at their mm-hmm. core.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: if you have not seen the movie Belly, it's like a it's like a cinematic masterpiece. It you know I like the story. The story is cool, but the way that this film is like edited and like shot and everything. That's the real beauty of it because Hype Williams, he was the one that had directed this movie and he was the one that directed all the really cool rap videos in the 90s. Yeah. So like, you know, if anybody's looking for something new to check out, like check that out if you haven't seen it already.
1: I don't think i've ever seen belly i remember belly oh. i remember it. i can picture it on, i'm wearing my blockbuster t-shirt right now i can, I can picture it on this oh, shirt uh, yeah. i can picture, I can picture it on the <laughs> shelf that fucking blockbuster but i don't know that i fucking saw it so i'm gonna take you up on the wreck Dad man this has been awesome like i could literally uh, i could literally talk all night but we need to go because i with these cosmic intervals you know they're very stressful on the time yeah. frame so it becomes like things start to shake and throttle fans start to whirr and burr around the, the backlash enterprise. But like I, I'm just so happy to have been able to talk to you this evening. We will definitely have to uh, stick up with Camille again. I would love to do that. Once we get the production train in motion, I'm just gonna be like out there i will be out there uh bossing bossing you guys around uh, yeah I, I, I apologize for all the things at the end of the episode so like i for saying yeah the anywhere in front of you and saying your grandmother sucks and there was i feel like probably a lot of things i should apologize for but uh, ultimately and, and again it was not a hard art. but it was the name of the song it, it wasn't even his best song I would, it wasn't what is jay-z's best Ooh. song oh that's hard that's hard what's your favorite um, or what's what's your favorite what's your favorite
0: <laughs> oh man that's still hard though I, I i'm i think i might say oh god it, we we can we can continue like the different <laughs> angles of this later but i will just say money cash hose is always like when i'm ready to just get in it like that's Uh-oh. that's one i love uh oh uh, th- so he's got on the same album he has two songs with the word die in it it's ride or die or ready or, died a night or I forget what the other one's title is, but there's one of them that's like, it's really hard. And like, I don't know. The features are just crazy. Uh, I don't know. I love Brooklyn's finest, you know, whatever. I, I, I love it all. Well, not the new stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's an ever, evergreen take, you know. <laughs> that's he he earned it. Yeah. Uh, I, I love his uh, <laughs> I'm a Hustler Baby song. Yeah. I love that record. That I love that. It's a good record. That's the first one that comes to mind. I will always give Jay-Z credit for sampling Annie. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Or, do you know this one? There's a rare one. He samples Oliver. It's so weird. It's like, oh, I do anything. Bring the chorus in. I-
0: Weird ass sample it was came and gone. That it was sounds right
1: so after I'd have to look this shit up because I don't even know why it existed. It may not be in this timeline. I don't know. Like it did happen. <laughs> I really remember this though.
0: I I have heard like the, the, the original, <laughs> but I really? know I've yeah, heard yeah, yeah. it flipped, like I've heard it flipped by somebody.
1: I, I think it was a Jay-Z random ass song that mm. only DJ Poolhouse would remember, <laughs> possibly. Uh oh, Deaf. Man, where can people find you and your podcast?
0: So the podcast is on all the all the the different platforms. Uh, think ThinkPad Posse. So that is the title on all the platforms. But we also kind of brand with ZTP. I'm on Twitter. You know, if you holler at me if you want to. I don't really have too much going on over there. But like I have fun. But so uh, metadata piff. Um, you know, like metadata and then like data dat piff, but with the a, but. Yeah, and I've got music out there, so if anybody wants to listen to something, if you, if, if anything I've spoken about musically has piqued your interest, you may like my music. Uh, and so I, I release stuff under It's Whatever. Yeah. Um, <sighs> You know, I have no listeners. You're gonna have to dig to find sure, me. To like
1: we're gonna be linked to the yeah. sample. I cannot. <laughs> so I have heard some that uh, man's work. I heard some very like very elegant trip hop. I would call it actually. It was very like smooth uh, instrumental sample flipping masterpiece. Loved it. Please uh, keep, keep it all up, that man. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. Do you have a final like boom last word message before that man out? What is the message to the universe? Um,
0: Ooh a lot that's that, that's a big honor to have that on, on on here comes backlash so but I I guess I can just say like let's just keep loving each other like I know it sounds like I, I know it sounds lame but like we can we can still have principles and, and love each other you know but also loving each other means you can't let people not love you